So the truth is, there, there's obviously no one in this room, but there are those that uh, listen to the shir just like on Torah anytime. So I have to let them know that, uh, you know, in the mornings we're learning uh, the Kamarna, the Siv Mitzisecha, which is on the Shul podcast, however you find that. I, mean, I guess where you get all your other podcasts. So, huh? Shul website. Shul website. on the website. Okay, good. So anyway, so you can get those over there. <coughs> but Al-Kapanim, there was a, a sort of... Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, a tangential sugya that we started getting involved in the past couple times that we learned the sivasisecha, and I figured, you know, after this morning talking about it for for about ten minutes or so, I had a Cyrus, Maybe let's really unpackage the sugya properly. So that's what we're going to try to do tonight. So some of the ikker, you know, sort of the ikker fo- foundational nakudas that tonight's share is going to be revolving around is uh, based on things that we've been learning in the morning. But um, but Hashem, Ein Beis Medjish Bloi Chiddush. There'll be uh, there'll be hopefully some new things taking place. Okay, so <clears throat> through the parsha. So in parsha Vayichi, we have Yaakov Avinu giving brachas all the shvatim, gives brachas all the shvatim, and so uses an opportunity to talk about one of the one of the shvatim. It's a shevet that we're familiar with a certain aspect of the shevet, but we're going to go into a little bit deeper. And that's shevet zvulim. Shevet zvulim. So everyone knows this relationship, this interesting relationship between Yisachar and Zvulun, right? So you have Yisachars and you have Zvulans, right? Smach Zvulun is Yisecha. Moshevenu says, Yisachar Ba'alecha, that Zvulun should be happy in going out, right? But Yisecha, when he goes out, and Yisachar should be happy when he stays in. So everyone knows it's the classic thing in Chazal, that Yisachar, those are the ones that were sitting and learning Tyra, and Zvulun were the businessmen supporting them. Okay, Yisachar Zvulun. I said, I want to go into that sugi of Zvulun exactly. And, and, and the truth is, in a, in a broader context, where we're going to learn also about the Indian of, of the role of a Zvulun vis-a-vis a Sachar, of Hachzak Zatar, supporting Tyra. This is not uh, part of any appeal, so don't worry, you know what I'm saying? You're in a safe space, you know, no one's, gonna, no one's collecting money right now. This is not the secret of Malka, you know, I press a button and the walls turn around, and it's like, you're, all of a sudden you're in, you know, it's not like that. But we have to go, but everything in, everything in Yiddishkeit is deeper than we think. And a lot of these things that we are used to from the time that we were little kids in yeshiva and so on, okay, you have Yisachars and Zvulans and the Maila, you know, supporting Torah. So we have to learn it, the previous, learn it the previous. That's what we're going to try to do tonight. Okay, but we'll start like this. <clears throat> so Zvulan, Zvulan is blessed, like all the Shvatim, he's blessed twice. You have the Baruch of Yaakov Avinu in the parasha, when Yaakov Avinu is uh, on his deathbed, and then you have the Baruch of Moshe Rabbeinu. So we'll get we'll get the Yaakov in his bracha if we have time a little bit later. But to focus in on Moshe in his bracha to Shevet Zvulun, so it's a hard pasuk. So I'm not even going to try to again. I'll read the pasuk to you. You're familiar with the pasuk, most likely. The pasuk says Ulo Zvulun Amar. So again, Zvulun says Smach Zvulun is Like I said, Zvulun should be happy in going out, and Yisachar should be happy going in. And here's the difficult pasuk: Amim Har Yikro, nations are called to the mountain. Hashem Yizbuchu Zivchei Tzedek, over there by this mountain, they sacrifice offerings. Kishefa Yamim Yunaku, because they are drawing sustenance from the bounty of the ocean. Usfunet Munechal, and the treasures that are hidden in the sand. Okay, what in the world does that mean? So it's a free, okay? The Medrash over there on the Parsha, on the Pasuk in, in Zaysa Bracha, says the following thing. Amim Har Yikro, nations are called to the mountain. This, again, this is the Brach of Zvulun. What does this mean? 
So says the Medrash, There's wool and other businessmen. And through commerce, specifically through, you know, through the sea and ocean and commerce, not just within Yidin, but the nations of the world. So because of the commerce that Zulun has with the nations of the world, so Goyim and kings, uh, people from the nations of the world, find themselves in Eretz Yisrael on business, business trips to, you know, to develop relationships with Zulun. The Heimoyimrim, and once these non-Jewish businessmen are in Eretz Yisrael because of business, they say to themselves, listen, since we went all this tercha to get to Eretz Yisrael for business, and we're here anyway, so let's go see, uh, let's go tour the country a little bit, Jewish culture. Mativa, what's the, what do Jews, what do the Jews are like? So people tell them, no, we want to see something about Israel, what do you tour? So everyone says, oh, you have to go to Yishalayim, see Beis HaMikdash. Okay? The Royal Mes Yisrael, and what happens? These guys that are there for business, they go to the base of Migdash because it's just one of the trips, you know, it's one of the stops along the way in the tour. That we serve one God. And this is something that's unique. The guys don't have one God. And says the Medjur, and they say, oh, there's something special. We're here for business, but we had no idea. Once we're here, we check out what we need and are about. It's amazing. They serve only one God. Odd, and they're so inspired, Shemiz Gairim, that they, many of them would be so inspired that they'll actually convert. And they'll come and they'll sacrifice and they'll bring Karbanas, part of their Geras process. We know nowadays Geras just requires, you know, a few things, going to the mikveh, and accepting upon yourself to mitzvahs, but by the time it's based on the mikveh, it also required sacrifices. So that's the meaning of the Pasuk. But the Pasuk says, because of Zvulun and their commerce, Amim Har Yikro, the nations are called to the mountain as they find their way to Yerushalayim to the Harabayas. And Sham Tzadik. And over there, they are going to sacrifice offerings in, uh, in conversion of, of, to become Geri Tzadik. That's the, that's the beginning of the Pasuk. Then the Pasuk says, and, 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 and why is this all happening? Kishefa Yamim Yunaku. Because Vulun are gathering the bounty of the sea. In other words, because of commerce and their Hatzlach and business. So Gayim are... You know, they want to come to be part of the business. Fine. And then the end of the Pasuk is, And they uncover the secret, the, the, that which is covered in the sand. Now what's that? What, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? So for that last few words, you have to have a Gemara Megillah. Okay? It's a Gemara Megillah. The Gemara says like this, That Zvulun says to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, Rebbeinu Shalaylam, they say that the Shevet Zvulun you know, says to the Ravana Shalom a little bit of a complaint, that the other tribes, their portion Eretz Yisrael, they have fields, vineyards, they have a lot of chashua land. But to me, the prophet that I have, Zulun's portion, there's a lot of hills, a lot of mountains, and it's not so, you can't, you can't make a lot of farming, it's, it's difficult to, to grow crops over there. So says, so Amr so the Ravana Shalom responds to Zulun, Kulun you're right, you don't have farmland, that's not your Indian, but you do have something that every Yid needs. Every Yid needs. And that's the Chilazin, right? Chilazin is needed to make Tchelas. And every Yid needs Tchelas because it's Hitzis. That's what you have. The Chilazin is found in your Chelek or your semen and you're able to find the Chilazin. They uncover the secrets of the sand. In other words, that's the Chilazin. Okay. So in other words, going back to how the Sifri touched the Pasuk, the Pasuk says this whole thing, that because of Zvulun's commerce and their Hatzlach and business, so Goyim come, they want to be connected to them, and they're inspired, they come to Yishalayim, they're inspired, they can become Geirim, Skivaldik. 
And the Pasuk ends off, and Zvulun uncovers the secrets of the sand, and that's Chilazim. Okay. So the Shaila is, what in the world does, does converts, Goyim becoming converts, have anything to do with Chilazim? It's two separate, uh, two separate brachas, but again, you, know, you want to be able to connect these things. What is, what's the Hemshech of the Pasuk? Because the Zvulun Goyim come to become Gerim, it's fine, because they have such Hatzlach in business, we understand. And by the way, Agav, just another thing, just to throw in the last few words, they also have a chilazim. What's the connection between these two brachas? That they're going to be Zaycha to be Magar Geirim, to, to inspire Yod, going to become Yidin, and also they have chilazim. What's the cash between those two things? Okay, that's Aleph. <clears throat> Bez, there's, there's a number of Midrashim that, that talk about this relationship that I mentioned before with Yisachar and Zvulun, that Yisachar are the, the ones that learn all day, and Zvulun supports them. There's a, there's a number of midrashim. I'll share with you one particular medrash. It says the following, uh, the following language regarding this, this relationship. It's a medrash rabbah in, um, it's in Parashat Vayichi. It's a medrash that's like this. It's talking about all the great reward that someone has for learning Torah, that, that what, what, you, what the Yisachars are looking forward to in Olam Hab. That's what the medrash is talking about. And it says the medrash, And where does all this come to Yisachar from? So it says the measures, Michel Zvulun. It's because of Zvulun, right? Because Zvulun is doing business. And he's supporting Yisachar, who is sitting and learning. So everything Yisachar has is really because of Zvulun. That's the meaning of the Pasuk. That Zvulun is by the sea, they're the merchants, and because of them, Yisachar is able to, to learn. So fine, so fine. Yisachar has a lot of reward because of Torah, but Zvulun, uh, you know, Zvulun is a major part of that because without Zvulun, Yisachar couldn't do it. But then the message goes on. And when Moshe comes to branch to give a bracha to the Shvatim, he actually gives a bracha to Zvulun first. Zvulun first. And then Yisachar Bayalacha. So in other words, says the Medrash, not only are we saying that, you know, the Yisachars have to have a karsa toiv to Zvulun, because without Zvulun they can't learn, but says the Medrash, no, that in a certain sense, there's a certain cheshivas that Zvulun has over Yisachar in the fact that he's allowing Yisachar to learn. This is also brought out, brought out in a, it's, a, it's a Gemara, Rashi quotes it as well. There's one of the Tanoim, it's called Shimon Achi Azariah. Shimon, the brother of Azariah. So, it's one of the Tanoim, he's uh, the first Mishnah in Zvachim, for example, uh, quotes this Tana. So why is he, because it's a funny thing, it's usually it's someone by the name of uh, Ben, his father, with Shimon, the brother of Azariah. So Rashi says in the beginning of Sechah Zvachim, Al Shem, the reason why he's called by his brother, Shazariah Asak they had a Yisachah Zvulun relationship. The brother Azariah was in business, Vesipek Tzarchi Shimon Achi, and he supported his brother Shimon. Lefichach Nikra Al and therefore, Shimon, the Tana, the one that was learning, he's, you know who Shimon is? Oh, he's the brother of Azariah. In other words, when you give someone's name and it's been someone, the, the one that you're attributing to is the Chash of the one. And he, who is this person? He's the son of that person. In this case, we're saying who's Shimon? The brother of Azariah. It means Azariah, the one that's supporting this woman, is more Chash. Okay. So there's two shots. First of all, I understand you want to give Chashivas to Zvulun because again, without Zvulun, there's no Yisachar. But why, why, why does that make Zvulun more hashiv? You know, that, again, these are the chazals that, uh, you know, that when the rashivas go, go, you know, they, they, they travel to places, these are the chazals that are in the back pocket. But I'm asking why. In Pneumius, why? Why is Zvulun more hashiv than, than Yisachar? And I'll ask you more than that. If it's true that he's more hashiv than Yisachar, for whatever reason, Shulchar doesn't make any sense. The reason he's supporting Yisachar 
He's, he's, he's spending all the money to support Yisachar. That means that the Torah is the Iker. So why would Zvulun be considered more chashuv? More than that, who was born first? Yisachar was born first. Yisachar was born first. Yisachar and then Zvulun. So I understand. So Zvulun is more chashuv, and that's why Maisha gives the bracha to Zvulun first. Then why? Then if Yisachar Banashon was more chashuv, it would seem that Yisachar is more chashuv. Because he was born first. So if Yisachar is born first, why, uh, why are the brachas being given to Zvulun first? doesn't seem to, to work out, so you have to understand that. <clears throat> Another issue, uh, piggybacking off of that, Yisachar and Zvulun, their birth in, in Parshas Vietze is unique, it's interesting. Every other Shevet, okay. The Rabbi Shalom gave a bracha that Leah gives birth, and Rachel eventually, and so on, Bill and Zilpah. But there's something unique to Yisachar and Zvulun. It has a whole story. It says in Pasuk that Ruvain was out in the field collecting Dudayim, right? Some sort of flowers for his mother Leah. And Rachel Imenu goes and sees these Dudayim that, Rachel, that, uh, that Ruvain got for his mother and says, you know what, I'll make a business deal with you. You give me the Dudayim. And uh, instead of Yaakov you know, being with me, he'll be with you. So fine, they make the transaction. Kachava, Yaakov is with Leah, Yisachar is born. And from there also Zvulun is born. Eventually, so you see this interesting thing that Yisachar Zvulun are born from this. Uh, there was obviously some mania. There was some, you know, because Leah the time led this, she stopped having children, and there was some mania, some obstacle in terms of her having more shvatim, and that mania had to be broken through through this Indian of Rach of, of Reuven with the Dudayim and Bechulu and buying and selling. See, it's a, it's an interesting thing, by the way, right? So even though Yisachar is, bo- Yisachar is born first, but there's an Indian of commerce that precedes the birth. Of Yisachar, the of the Dudayim. Okay, we have to understand that. What's the sin of the Dudayim? And why is Davka Ruvain? The whole thing is a, a Dover Pella. Okay. <clears throat> one, final, one final Ha'ara in this relationship between Yisachar and Zavulan, and it's based on another Medrash, also the Medrash, uh, in Parashat Vayichi, in Medrash Rabbah, also describing this relationship, and the, the Medrash uses very funny, uh, very funny descriptions. This is the language of the Medrash. Yisachar Yaishev Isaac Batayra, Yisachar sitting and learning. Uzvulun yaitzabiyamim, okay, Zvulun is going out to the sea, uh, making business. Ubav inoisein letoich piv shel Yisachar. And he comes, doesn't say he supports Yisachar, he's machzik. He comes and he puts food in the mouth of Yisachar. Va'atayrah rabbi b'Yisrael, and the Torah increases because of this. And that's how the Midrash describes this relationship. It's a funny way to describe it. Yisachar, like Yisachar sitting and he doesn't, he doesn't want to stop learning, he needs someone to feed him. Zvulun's not actually feeding Yisachar, literally, right? He's supporting him with, monetarily. But that monetary support is being described, Ke'ilu Zvulun is being machil, is, is, is literally being machil Yisachar with Teich Piv. Yisrael. The Torah is increasing because of this. It's a, so that's the last thing that needs explanation. What, what exactly, it's a funny description of the relationship. Okay. You don't have to remember all the questions. I might not myself, so we'll uh, do the best we can. Okay, so let, let's, let's investigate a certain aspect in halacha in terms of Yisachar Zulan. And maybe from there we'll be able to have a Pesach into the sin of Okay, so th- this, whole, uh, you know, th- this whole relationship between Yisachar Zulan is revolving around one mitzvah in the Torah, one of the 613, maybe one of the most important of the 613, which is Talmud Torah, right? Talmud Torah. <clears throat> so it's like this. In the Shulchan Aruch, in uh, Yerdea, Reishim and Vav, that's the halachas of Talmud Torah. So the Shulchan Aruch writes the following halacha. It's quoted, it's, it's based on the Rambam. It's not, exactly, it's not exactly the same words as the Rambam, but along these lines. It says the Shulchan Aruch, Kol Yisrael chai Talmud Torah. No, it's one of the mitzvahs, every male, every man is obligated to learn. It's a chiv of Talmud Torah. And, the, and, and based on the Rambam, he goes on to say that the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is 
it's based on psukim of lamata meisam to learn kolter kula all day. That's the mitzvah tamatar. Okay, says the shulchan aruch. Now afilu bal yishu banim. If let's say a person is not able to sit and learn all day, right? He has a family to take care of. Whatever he's not made, he's not made for it. Whatever the cheshvanis are, that he's not a yisachar. That's not what he's doing all day. Still chayiv lekvoy leizman letalmatar. Says the Shulchan Aruch, then I'm going to introduce to you a new idea, which is to be kavei itim. So until 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 this point, there was no mention of this concept of setting aside time during the morning and at night and so on. Kviyasitim, kviyasitim is something that's being introduced for someone that's not a yisachar, someone that's not learning all day long. And in fact, the Vilna Gaon writes like this. Many acherim are like this. There are those that disagree, but again, we'll we'll go with that with this approach tonight from the Vilna Gaon, the Baltani, and so on. That the concept of being kavei itim is is a concept based on vilgisa bayon v'laila. That's mitzvah to learn day and night. In other words, it doesn't mean all day, all night. It means a time in the morning, time at night, and that's that's a chiv for this for people that are not uh, sitting and learning all day. Fine, that's what the shulchan aruch says. So if you're able to, you learn all day. If you can't, then you're kavei itim. Chayv lekvoy lo isman l'tam l'tayra bayon v'laila shneber vilgisa bayon v'laila. Fine. Says the Shulchan Aruch, and he continues, Umi and if a person can't do that, right? Why not? They say, He doesn't have the background, he's not able to learn, whatever it is, he's not, uh, he's not cut out even for Kviyasitim. So says the Shulchan Aruch, then, then he, should, he should do business, do the best he can to be Metzliach, and support to whatever degree he's able to those that are learning. It'll be as if he learned. Okay. So that's the way the Shulchan Aruch presents it. So the way that the Shulchan Aruch is presenting it is that it's all within the same mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And there's different madragas, different gradations of Talmud Torah. The way the mitzvah is fulfilled in the most, uh, you know, in, in the greatest way, in the most, in the most uh, you know, developed way is like Yisachar, sitting, learning, kol Torah, kula, v'chul, fine. Can't do that, okay, then you, then you down a notch, which is kviyasitim. If you can't do that, then you support Tyra. To whatever degree. It doesn't mean that you have to, it doesn't mean that you could only do that if you're wealthy enough to make a whole yeshiva, but any level of, of monetary help to, uh, to tell me the chachamim, that would be, that would be uh, the bottom level. And says, there, and says the Shulchan Aruch, because by supporting Tyra to whatever degree, that's as if you, it's as if you learned. Fine. That's the way the Shulchan Aruch presents it. Comes the Baltanya. The Baltanya is a Chiddush. The Baltanya, again, we're not, I'm not going to bog you down with the details of this, but the way that Baltanya organizes this in Hilchas Tamatayra is that the Baltanya says the following thing. These are not, in other words, until now, it's like it's one mitzvah Tamatayra with different madregas, how to fulfill it. There's, you know, grade A, grade B, grade C, whatever, something like that. The way the Baltanya says it is no, no, no. no. The, the, the mitzvah is. There are two different ways to fulfill Talmud Torah. It's not two different. It's not multiple tiers of the mitzvah. There are two separate aspects, two separate uh, parts to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. There is the Talmud Torah of Yisachers. That's one chiv of Talmud Torah. That's one category of Talmud Torah. And then there's the chiv of Talmud Torah for Zvulans. They're counted. They're not counted separately in six thirteen. It's all under the umbrella mitzvah of Talmud Torah, but in truth, it's two separate mitzvahs, two separate categories. There's the mitzvah of Talmud Torah of Yisachar, and what is that? So that's called Torah Kula, sit and learn all day, that's Yisachar. And then there's another category of Talmud Torah. There's another way, there's another, uh, and, it's, and it's based on, by the way, of different psukim. The Balatani goes through this. Different, different Indian, and that is the Talmud Torah Zvulun. And what is the Talmud Torah Zvulun? 
So says the Talmud, the Talmud Torah's vulan is of two parts. There's the Bikveitim, and to support to the best they can, you know, Tamid uh, Chamim, uh, those that are those that are Yisachers. Those are the two categories. So you have the Chiyav Talmud Torah of Yisachar, Kolter Kul, and so on, and then of Zvulun, which is to be Kveitim, and part two to support. Okay, fine. That's what the Balatanya says. Fine. The question is, what's the understanding of that? What's the understanding of that? See, in the, in the Shulchan Aruch's way of presenting it, I understand. It's the same mitzvah. We're not coming up with a new category of Talmud Torah. It's just, you know, some people can, can fulfill it ideally, and some people can't, and there's different madrigas. I understand. So some people could do, like a Hanukkah, you have Mahajan, you have Mahajan, Mahajan, and if you don't have Mah, you know, then there's Nerish Shabbat. So different, there is such an idea of mitzvahs being different uh, gradations. I understand. But the Bahan is coming up with the Chiddush. There's two categories of Talmud Torah. It's not, it's not Madragas per se. It's two categories. So the question is, what is this concept of there being a category of Talmud Torah for Yisachars and a different category of Talmud Torah for Zvulans? And then in particular, in, in, you know, in, in specifically with Zvulans, there's these two parts to it. To be Kveitim and to support. What, what exactly is the... How do we understand this? In what, in, in, in what way are these two sides of the mitzvah complementing each other? What exactly is the role of the Talmud Torah of the Zvulun, what's the role of the Talmud Torah of, of the Yisachar, how do they work together, just to understand better the Sogar. <clears throat> okay, fine. Those are all the questions and, and things that, uh, that, are, that make sense. Okay, so now let's move into areas that are a little bit more abstract. Okay, so this is something I, I, was, I mentioned this morning, so those that were there, the next few minutes will be Yishtekel Chazara, but for these in Yanu, Chazara is not the worst thing in the world. And then uh, the session will be able to move on. Okay. So I mentioned this morning like this. The Rabbana Shalai, we, we, we tend to think, and this is a mistake, we tend to think, first I'll, first I'll explain something more on an individual level, and then we'll, we'll expand it outward to uh, a broader, on broader scales. On an individual level, we tend to think that the Rabbana Shalom, you know, gives us our neshama when we're born, or he returns it to us every day, Baruch Hashem, and our neshama is complete, as is this, you know. And then uh, we're walking around with, uh, you know, 100% neshama, and we're just uh, bumping into nesyonis. So, you know, you have nesyon here, a difficulty there, minias, bulbulim, mitzvahs, averis, chas v'sham, and so on. But uh, our neshama is our neshama, and we're bumping into different experiences. So this is, a, this is a, my neshama is complete. I'm just walking into a space that this space has difficulties, has uh, nesyonis. And I'm struggling with those nesyonis. That's not the way to think of it. So I explained that, that really our neshama is extremely complicated, made of countless pieces, countless pieces. It's, a, it's, a, it's, an, entire, it's an entire infrastructure in itself. Everyone knows certain neshamas that even Chazal uses, right? Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chai, yechida, different categories of the soul. And within nefesh, there's the ruach shav nefesh, and chai shav nefesh. It's, it, it's a complete, complete system. And our neshamas, from the time, let, let's, let's call it from the time of the Yitzhadas Taivara, really it goes before also, we'll keep it simple. From the time of the Yitzhadas Taivara, we're in complete disarray. Complete disarray. Every single piece of our neshama is, is scattered, is disjointed, it's mixed up with evil, it's, it's all confused, it's in chaos. We are absolutely in chaos. And in order for a person to be born, in order for a person to be born, is that the Rabbanish Shlalom, but he has to do Barachamav, Bachsadav, because of the Schosim, the parents, because of, who knows, whatever the, the, the case may be. The Rabbanish Shlalom has to put you together. He has to put you together, put the jigsaw puzzle that is Ruven, Shimon, and Levi. He has to put them together in order that there should be a functional person. 
that should be able to, to whatever degree possible, live functionally. But the Rebbe doesn't complete your whole Nisham, he doesn't put the entire jigsaw puzzle together. He puts together enough of you that you should be able to function. And the rest of life is putting yourself together. And every, and let's, let's explain, every Nisayan that we experience in life, every moment in life, in truth, is not just us walking around, bumping into new experiences. Every moment in life and every experience in life is us bumping into, so to speak, another piece of who we are. And a Nisayan that a person experiences, a temptation, a Yitzhar, whatever the case may be, that's a piece of you that's in disarray. That's a piece of you that's still, that's still enmeshed in Tumah from the time of the Yitzhadah's Tevirah that you now just came in contact with. And your job, at that, that's why, and that's why, by the way, the Nisayan is always tempting, right? That's what you could have, it's an interesting thing, you could have two people that both, they both have their Nisayanists, right? But when they, when they, when they, you know, when they meet each other and the guy says, you know, Reuven says what his Nisayan was and Shimon says what his Nisayan was, so let's say they both failed in their Nisayanists, but they're thinking to themselves, how did that guy not handle it, right? With someone else's Nisayan, you would have no problem with, because that's not you. That's not you. And therefore, there's, nothing, there's no part of you that's dragging you to a dark place. There's nothing that, you know, there's nothing, it's not your shidduch with you. But your nisyayness means that there's a part of you that's in, that's in chaos, that's still enmeshed in Ra, and that's what you are you're meeting at that moment. And because you love yourself, and because you're drawn to yourself, you're immediately drawn into that, into that inyan. And so therefore, it takes strength in order to be and so I mentioned also this morning that's by that's how the Rabbani Shalom uh, decides how long a person how long a person's life is because it's not a random thing the, the, the question is how many pieces of your jigsaw puzzle are out there you know what I mean the, some pieces some people their, their pieces are very very tiny there's a lot of them right some people less pieces and every moment in life is another spark of yourself. So there's another nitzitz of your nesham, another spark of yourself that is in chaos that needs to be rectified, that needs to be fixed. And that's what you're coming in contact with. <clears throat> and so the, the principle is as follows. The, 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 so right now we have two, two parts to who a person is. There's the part of you that's already mesukan, that's already rectified, that's functional, that's, that's you as you imagine yourself. But then there's the rest of you which is all in disarray. Now, a person might be tempted, therefore, to say, well, okay, let's, let's get things moving. Let's put myself together, right? Humpty Dumpty fell off, you know, let, let's, let's put the, you know, let's, let's put them back together. But here's the thing. The Rabbanu Shloylam Pratis understands that not every piece of you is ready. Not every piece of you is ready, and, not, and, not, and you are not necessarily ready for every piece of you. So there's, there's specific Hashgach Pratis in terms of which sparks are 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 ready to be to be uplifted. So imagine, uh, what's a good muscle to this? There's 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 madre, there's madregas to your chaos. There's madregas to to all the pieces of myself that are not rectified, that are all in disarray and chaos. There's madregas to how much chaos there are. They they're, they're in. And with time, it's like imagine like with time, the better the the the, the more. Uh, the more refined pieces of myself rise to the surface, right? So imagine like everything's like, like a bottle of wine or something, an old school bottle with this like sediment, right? So like the heavier sediments, right? The heavier things sink all the way to the bottom. Things that are lighter, softer, a little bit more 
they're not refined yet. They're still there's still sediment, but it's not as coarse as the other pieces. They'll rise to the top. They'll float to the surface. And so, Bashkacha Pratis, the Rabbanish Shloylam, runs the world in such a way that only those pieces of yourself that are, even though they're in chaos, they're still in turmoil and they're still not rectified, and that's your job is to rectify them, but they're not heavy with turmoil. They're not heavy with chaos. They haven't sunk into the bottom of the bottle of wine. Though only those layers of yourself, those parts of yourself that are, that are soft enough and... And, and workable, and they, they've sort of risen to the top of, of the bottle of wine, those are the parts of yourself that you are supposed to engage with and need to engage with and fix yourself. And it's a slow process. And so that's, this is what it means when we stop. Ultimately, they need sign, not to be put in Nisyanis. What do you mean? We're always put in Nisyanis. Isn't that what we're here for? Nisyanis. It's a famous question. The answer is, yes, we're put, we're, we, we have to do, we're, we have to face Nisyanis, but the meaning is only what is an Isai? An Isai is a piece of yourself that's unrectified. The only pieces of yourself that you, are, that, you, that you want to come in contact with are the pieces that have floated to the surface of reality, that are not still stuck in the darkest places. Because those things that are stuck in the dark, those parts of it are stuck in the darkest places, you're not ready to handle that. You have to, have, you have to allow those things to, to, to rise to the surface. And when those pieces of yourself that have risen to the surface because of their, again, they're still, in, they're still in chaos, but they're idle enough. So even though they're still in turmoil, they're workable. They're all upon a workable. So, and those are the moments in life that you experience. And that's slowly but surely, you know, with time, more, of, uh, more pieces rise to the surface and with time you become a complete person. In other words, what we've just, exper- what we've just explained is that there are three parts to who we are. There's the part of you that's rectified, that's good to go, it's harmonious, it's all put together, a vessel for Hashem's light, that's what it means to be put together, to be a cleave for the Rabbani Shalom. And then to the opposite extreme, there's what? There's a part of you that's in complete disarray, the bottom of the barrel, very, very dark, at this point unmanageable. And then you have the part of you which, is, which isn't turmoil, is still in chaos, not ready to be a, v- a vessel for the Rabbani Shalom's light, but not completely enmeshed in such shrad that you can't handle it. It's risen to the surface of that moment, and that was what you're supposed to engage with. Those are the three parts. Now, I mentioned this morning as well, is that just as this is true on a spiritual plane in terms of, in terms of a person, these three parts, the rectified, completely unrectified, and the mamutza, that which is workable, that which is workable, so too that manifests itself, that reflects itself in a person's possessions as well. I mentioned also that uh, when our neshama doesn't just, doesn't just enliven our body, our neshama is also, surprisingly, it, it actually enlivens all the things that we own. So there's Bashkacha Pratis, why you own, I mentioned this morning, why, why your car is your car and this guy is, is his car. If Chas V'Shalom there's Geneva, theft is not only an avla from one person to another taking someone else's property, it's... It, it's a it's gilei rise. It's 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 cross breeding the shamas. That's that's a part of my soul that you've now put into your jurisdiction. That, that you're cross you're crossing the streams. That's 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 uh, that's not the way it works. So within a person's rishus, we also have these three different madregas. Those things that you own that are in your possession are reflective of the part of you that's rectified. They have already entered into rishus ayachid into private property, they're yours, you have shlit over it, you have control over it, yet there's a place for it, 
Right? A person is not supposed to be like a hoarder and just accumulates stuff. Everything you own is supposed to have a reason and a purpose. It has, it's a vessel for some, for some higher purpose. So things that you own is a reflection of that part of you, which is rectified. And then there are things that you will own, but not yet. Right? The Rabbana Shalom knows that at some point you're going you're gonna to have to go buy another thing of milk. Right? And that milk is somewhere out there in, uh, you know, in Wisconsin. It's waiting for you, but it's not yours yet. Things that you own are reflective of your rectified self. Things that you will own, but not yet, that's a reflection of the part of yourself that's still in disarray. And that's why you don't own them yet. That's why you don't own them yet. This is why there's such an idea that if a person buys too many things, right, and has so much marb and chasim, it's marb and daigas. So we tend to think of it, why? Because really, I was fine. And it's the nechasim's problem, right? It's, the, it's, it's this object that's causing me the problem. Uh, no. By owning this thing before you're ready, it means that that part of you, that's been, that, was, that piece of yourself that's, was, that, was, that was a very gross piece of sediment on the bottom of the barrel, you forced it to the top without the right time. And so all of a sudden, it's not the object that's causing the problems. That object is, is reflective of some part of you that's been accessed that should not have been accessed yet. And so the problem is still within yourself. Okay, that's a shmuz by itself. Okay, so there's things that you own, that's your rectified self, things that you have not yet owned, but will eventually, that's your chaotic self. And then there's in between, things that are still unrectified, but at least workable. And, bri- and that acts as a bridge between your rectified self and your absolutely unrectified self, and that is your money. That is your money. Mon- what is money? As I mentioned this morning, money is something that gives you the ability to buy more things. In other words, there's what you have already, and there's what you don't have yet. And there's no connection between the two things. How do I get more things? How do I get those things? Through money, right? So mammon is a reflection of those pieces of yourself which are not yet worked out, but at least they've risen to the surface that they're workable. That they're workable. Money is... Re- so the, the things that you don't own are reflective of nisyanis of alternating Money that you have already are the nisyanis that you have to deal with. And you should deal with, and they're developing yourself. So these are the three parts of who you are, the three parts of your nechassim. And as I mentioned, this, just like as a Jew, we exist as souls, and we also, who we are with all these different parts, reflect themselves in our properties as well. Yisrael v'araisa v'kutcha b'richuchad, the Jewish person is also, we also exist in the dimension of Tyre as well. The dimension of Tyre as well. Every single Jew is a letter of Tyre, is a piece of Tyre. We are, just like Tyre is the, is the wisdom of God in finite form, that's what a Jew is. So ju- meaning, so just as there are pieces of you that have been put together already, and there's pieces of you that are, that are off limits, that you have no it's, it's chaos, not shaykh to you yet. And then there's in between, pieces of you that are, that have, that are still unclarified, but they're workable, so, so too in Torah, we have these three things as well. The job of the Jewish people, our job in this world, specifically in Gullus, is to, is to, just like we're, our job is to complete ourselves and to go through life building ourselves one spark after another spark, one piece of the jigsaw puzzle after another, that's the same that's the same avayda that we have individually and collectively in terms of Torah. Our job is 
to put together ourselves, which also means to put together Torah. Every piece of Torah knowledge that you have is another piece of yourself in an organized, harmonious way. So when you learn a Pasuk in Chomish, a Mishnah, a Medrash, whatever the case may be, and you understand it, that's a piece of yourself that's put together. That's reflective, like I said, of property that you own. So there's, there's who you are now that's rectified. There's the property that you own, which is rectified. And there's the Torah that you understand. That's called rectified divine information as well. And then what? Then there are sugyas, there are pieces of Torah, pieces of your Torah, just pieces of your soul that are, that are lost, that are, that, are, that are stuck in Ra, that are still in chaos. And those correspond to sugyas in Torah, aspects of, of learning, that you have not yet engaged with. You've not yet engaged with. Every single one of us, the Rabbanu Shalom knows, there are things that we know already, and God willing, Rabbanu Shalom will bless us, that bless Hashem with a long, healthy life. There are much more sugyas and much more Torah that we eventually will know. So why don't we know them yet? Why don't we know them yet? Why is it that at some point the Rabbanu Shalom makes it a person has such a thing that uh, right now the person likes learning Masechah's brachas. He has a thing, he likes brachas. And then the next year, he's all of a sudden brachas is not going to interest him. He likes Masechah's Megillah now. Or one person, he loves learning halacha. The other person can't stand learning halacha. He loves learning diktuk. And the guy, diktuk, uh, it's completely uninterested to me. And the same person who loves diktuk, the next year, wants to learn halacha. And then Agada, and then Musa. Who knows? Our taste, our, our palate completely changes. What's governing all of this? The answer is every piece of Torah is, is another piece of yourself. And, and, and the Rabbanu Shalom Firtevelt, he knows what's ready to be worked through and what's not. And so the sugyas, the, the halacha that you, that you have worked through, that means your rectified self. Sugyas that you don't even dream of touching yet, those are parts of yourself contained in those sugyas that are not workable for you right now. And then you have in between, just like the money, right? You have sugyas that are not work that are not worked through yet, but you should work them through right now. They are they are they are the the sugyas that you now have to conquer, that you now have to conquer. And these are sugyas. These are sugyas in Torah that are reflective of a person's money, right? The money corresponds again, like I said, to the piece of who you are that's not yet worked through, but is workable. And those things that are workable, your job is to work through them, not to push them off uh, to some later day. You push off to some later day the parts of yourself that you can't work on right now. But the parts of yourself that needs to be engaged or the parts of Tyra, which is a reflection of yourself that needs to be worked through, that needs to be clarified, that are, those are the sugyas that, that are in the middle. Those are the sugyas that have risen to the, to the top of the bottle of wine, right? You follow this? Yeah? Okay. So that's what's going on over here. Putting, and that's exactly why, that's exactly where there are three levels of learning. There are some sugis that a person learns, and no kashas, you understand that it, it's nice and smooth, it goes well. And then there are sugis that you learn, it's like, I have no idea what this is about, right there, I have no idea. And then you have sugis that like, you don't understand, but everyone that experienced learning could sometimes know, and you sort of have this intuitive feeling of like, I don't understand this, but I could if I tried. Right? I could if I tried. Sometimes you learn a Gemara or whatever the case may be, you're like, and you know to yourself, even if I tried, I'm not going to have this. Okay. But then there's other, other cases in learning where you know to yourself, I don't understand it yet, but I have a feeling if I tried, if I applied myself, I'll be able to figure it out. What's the difference between these three things? 
So Gemara is in Sugis and Halach, or whatever the category of Torah is, Panimah Satar, whatever it is. Things that you understand, that's your rectified self. Things that, it's over my head, I'm not going to get it, and I know I'm not going to get it, no matter how I try right now, those are the pieces of yourself that's in the bottom of the wine barrel. But those sugyas that you sort of intuitively feel that you can figure it out if you apply yourself, those are the pieces of yourself that have been presented to you by rising to the top of the wine barrel, and those are the things that you have to work on. This is why I mentioned this morning that there's a Kabbalah from Rabbeinu Tam, <clears throat> there's a Kabbalah from Rabbeinu Tam that uh, when he was having a difficulty, uh, when he was having a difficulty with a certain sugya, with sugyas in general, and he needed to sort of open his mind, the Rishonim bring down that he would take his gold coins, he would take like a, you know, he was, was wealthy, he would take a gold, gold, some gold coins and count them and play with money. And that would sort of make him happy, open his mind, and he would be able to learn. It's one thing that he has to be involved in Gashmias, but like Dafka money. But the answer is that's exactly the point. If Rabbeinu Tam is studying a sugya, and he, and listen, obviously, and he's having a hard time with it, it means it's, it's not a category of rectified self. Those are the sugyas that you run through like water. And it's not the part of himself that's completely unrectified because those are untouchable. He would, he would know intuitively he's not going to happen. But the sugyas that he's working on and struggling and continuing to struggle because he sort of feels that this is something that I can figure out if I tried, that's reflective of who he is in terms of his money. That's the middle stage, the middle category. And so being mis'anig and applying himself and opening up his mind via money, that would open up his neshama in terms of this, of this category. <clears throat> okay, this is all true. As far as the individual, that's what we've been talking about. So you have these individuals. Okay, if you've gone through, we, we survived over here, the rest should be nice and, nice and smooth. It should be, uh, okay. This is true for individuals. This is also true on a collective level. The Jewish people, atem krim adam, right? The Jewish people collectively are called like one person, right? We're called like, kol Yisrael chaveirim, right? Kol Yisrael ravenzels, we're all like one person. So just as within one person, literally, you have these three parts, the rectified self, the off-limits part of yourself, and you have the middle part, which are parts of yourself that are workable. You have the sugis and tar, which have been conquered already, sugis and tar that are not yet conquerable. And now you have sugis and tar, which need to be conquered, and they can be conquered. So, so too, this is true on a collective level. You have Yisachars, and the, the, those people that are, that, are, that are given the neshama of, Yis, of Yisachar, their avayda, their inyan, is to rectify Tyra. They are the place that all these collective pieces of the Jewish people and the collective pieces of Tyra, they go to the place of Yisachar to be put together. And that's what the Bnei Yisachar are doing. They're sitting and being mafalpil and dealing with kasha after kasha after kasha, dealing with difficult sugi after difficult sugi after difficult sugi. And what are they doing? When a Talmud Chacham is sitting and, 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 and struggling with a piece of Gemara, with a Medrash, with a Kisri whatever it is that he's struggling with, and he's breaking his head in order to put it together, he's not doing that for himself only. It means that on some level, on, 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 a, on a universal level, looking at all of Kalaisal and the whole world as one big entity, that means that he is struggling to put the, the pieces of the Jewish people back together and... And, and by doing so, when the Jewish people are harmonious and, and functional, that means that the Rabbani Shalom can dwell within us. The Rabbani Shalom is not dwelling in a jigsaw puzzle that's in disarray. 
The Rebbe is going to dwell within a person that's put together. It's Masudr. How do we collectively put ourselves together? Through the B'nai Yisachar, through the B'nai Yisachar, the, those that are sitting and learning, that are able, that are, that are working through all these silkis, they're not just working through concepts in Tyra, they're working through pieces of the Jewish people as it's reflected in Tyra. Yisrael v'rais v'kutcher b'chuchad. But they're sitting in the base medrash, in that place, and they're the factory of, they're, they're like, on, you know, I'm not going to say it, it's a, it's a funny way to say it, but they're like on the assembly line putting the pieces together. But who's bringing them the jigsaw puzzles, the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that should be put together? That's where Zvulun comes in. That's where Zvulun comes in. Yisachar are the ones that have the avoida of being a falpal, of breaking sugis apart and putting it all together. They're the place of tikkun. The place of tikkun. And then there are, and, and, but the question is, okay, they have to constantly be fed. You have to constantly feed the Yisachar with more pieces of the collective jigsaw puzzle of Tyra and more collective pieces of the jigsaw puzzle of the Jewish people. And you have to make sure that it keeps on moving. But you also need to have the Chachma to know which pieces to give and which pieces to hold back. To only allow into the, into the factory, the, 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 the assembly line of Yisachar, only those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that are workable. Only the pieces of sediment that are, that are subtle enough, that are sophisticated enough, and are workable enough, that have risen to the top of the wine barrel, those are the pieces of sediment that, that, that are now able to be worked through by Yisachar. This is the job of Zvulun. The job of Zvulun is as we're going to see in a second, twofold. The main job of Zvulun is to, to give Yisachar the material that he needs, the pieces of the Jewish people, the pieces of Torah, in order for Yisachar to do this. Now this seems like a strange thing, because if you ask the average guy learning, like I don't need the, the Zvulun to give me Svarim, like I have enough Svarim on the shelf, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about, you understand, I'm not talking about Svarim on the shelf, there's plenty to read, I'm talking about in Panemius. What is a lot, what's, this is a partnership. This is a partnership between Yisachar and Zvulun. Yisachar are the ones that are bringing tikkun, but in terms of being mavarer and clarifying which pieces of Torah and which pieces of Nishmas Yisrael are ready to be worked on by Yisachar, that's Zvulun's territory. Smach Zvulun v'Yisachar This is a language of Chazal. Well, again, slowly but surely, I work through all the questions. This is why the Medrash describes the relationship between Yisachar and Zvulun is Yisachar Yisachar is learning. Zvulun Right? Zvulun goes out to business. and feeds Yisachar and the Torah grows within the Jewish people. Yes, that's a strange description. That's exactly what's going on in the world of Neshamas. That's exactly what's going on. Yisachar needs more. This, what, by learning more Torah, Kalal Yisrael is growing spiritually. And Kalal Yisrael are becoming put together more and more and more, piece by piece, ultimately to, 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 to the point of where we'll become a place that the Rabbanishim is ready to dwell in an open way with Bias Gal Tzedek. But how do you know which pieces are ready and which pieces are not? That's Zvulun's job. Zvulun feeds Yisachar. And just like any, any uh, parent feeds a child and so on, you've got to make sure it's digestible. You've got to make sure it's digestible. So that's part of Zvulun's role. Now, Zvulun might not know this consciously, but that's what Zvulun is doing. That's what Zvulun is doing. <clears throat> this is also, by the way, going back, this is also reflective of this whole Indian of Zvulun being Megayar Geirim, inspiring Gaim to become converts. What in the world? 
What does it do with Zvulun? I understand. Okay, so it's a cheshven. They make business and they come and they tour Yushalayim. Panemius, this is exactly what we're talking about. When you have a non-Jew that converts, that is a that is a physical manifestation of everything we're talking about, of literally a piece of the Jewish people that's been, in, that's been enmeshed in the nations of the world and in chaos for who knows how long, finally finding its way to the surface and becoming reabsorbed in the Jewish people. And this is exactly what Zvulun does. In other words, just as Zvulun, in the simple story of the Medrash, is one way or another getting a guy, getting Goyim to Eretz Yisrael, and from the Goyim that are in Eretz Yisrael, some of them will decide to tour Yerushalayim, and from those that tour Yerushalayim, there'll be some of them that are inspired to be Magai. This is all Zvulun. This is what Zvulun does. This is true physically, and this is, this is exactly what Zvulun is with Pneumius. That Zvulun, what that guy that f- from, from those myriads of Goyim that, 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 that they're doing business with, Echemini Elif, one in a thousand, is actually, uh, you know, becomes a ger. Why? Because that, that is, a, is, is a spark of the Jewish people that from the time the Yitzhadas Tevara has been lost among the nations of the world, possibly. And, it take, and, and I, what took him so long? Lat, 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 lat. There's timing for everything. That, that piece of the jigsaw puzzle of Nishmas Yisrael and that piece of Torah, that was not workable yet. Only Davke at this moment, at this exact time, was now this Neshama, this piece of, uh, this piece rose to the surface and now it's workable. I'll give you an example. In the Kisferi, we find such an idea that this is the end of Ketairis. It's an amazing thing. Every single morning, the davening, you, we, we say Ketairis, right? You say Ketairis. The Ketairis were 11 spices, 11 simonim. Without getting into too much detail, because it's, uh, it's already getting late. I, this is what happens, by the way, when, it, when, I ha- when I'm giving a shear and I'm sitting down. Like, I don't feel the, uh, the pressure. You know what I'm saying? If I'm standing up, it's like a whole moment. I have to, like, you know, finish it, you know. I think like when I'm sitting, we could just keep on going. So you can, if the person has to leave, anyway. But uh, it shouldn't be too long. But uh, anyway, I'll call upon him. So Ketairis, so it's 11 spices of the Ketairis. The of the Ketairis is the same thing. The, the, without getting into too much arichas, the Ketairis corresponds to those jigsaw puzzle pieces, those pieces of sediment, for example, that have risen to the surface that can be brought into Kedusha. That's, what, that's why 11 is always a number that's not holy. 10 is holy. Kalamaisif is Gareya, right? It's, it's an imperfect number. It's an imperfect number because that corresponds to something imperfect but workable. But workable. The exactly, exactly. Cham Lovana. That's chos. It, 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 it's a symbol of deficiency. It's a symbol of chasarn. By the way, and this, is, and this is what the Ketaris is about. That's, by the way, also, there's, the Gemara says that one of the schools of Ashiris is what? is to bring the Ketairis, right? They would make sure that the one kind would not do the Ketairis multiple times. They want to spread it around. That's why, uh, the same thing with, uh, with the Sandik, by Brismila. It's not for now. But by Ketairis, is such an end. What does Ketairis have to do with Ashiras, with money? Exactly the point, right? Ketairis means, the, 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 the Ketairis is reflective of that part of reality, that part of, of the world, that those jigsaw puzzle pieces that are workable now. And that's exactly on an individual level that corresponds to money. And so, Ketairis brings money. <clears throat> so that's what Zvulun does. And this is exactly why, like I mentioned, this is why Zvulun supports Yisachar with monetary funds. Why did Rabbanu make it like this? Why is Zvulun's role to support Yisachar with money? The money that Yisachar brings, again, money always corresponds to that middle madrega of, of pieces of the collective soul, pieces of Tyra that are workable. Things that are not workable yet are things that you don't own yet. But things that are workable, but not, but not 100% uh, rectified yet, that's your money. Zvulun gives money to Yisachar. 
Zvulun gives money to Yisachar, and that's what he supports Yisachar with. So this is all one big story. Zvulun inspiring Geirim, Zvulun feeding Yisachar, and Torah increasing, Zvulun monetarily supporting Yisachar, it's all one Indian. This is, this is, this is one job of, of Zvulun. And therefore, that going back, remember the Balatanya? Remember that? That wasn't too long ago, right? The Balatanya said there's two parts of the Talmud Torah. There's the regular Talmud Torah that Yisachar does, and then there's the Talmud Torah of Zvulun. And part of the Talmud Torah of Zvulun was to support Yisachar financially. Because this is, this is the ultimate job, this is the ultimate relationship. The Tamatar of Yisachar is the Tamatar of actually putting pieces together, of making things harmonious, of working through a sukya and developing Kal Yisrael, putting the pieces together. But Zvulun's role is what? Is to feed Yisachar, is to, make, is to give him those puzzle pieces and those moments that are workable. And that's Zvulun's, Zvulun's avayda, to make sure that, the only, that it comes to the right time the right way. And that's why that's the that's the that's his main job in terms of the collective picture of Talmud Torah, and part of that is to support financially. Aleph, this is all Aleph, Beis, huh? Oh, Beis. There's another important part that Zvulun has to do. Another important part, and the Beis is not going to be as long as Aleph. Okay, another major major part, and again, the reason why I think this is a very important sugya is because for those people that uh, that that that. That the matzav in their life, the, the mazal that they that they have is to be zvulans again on all levels. I don't mean you have to have your name in a building, but the, your Indian in the world is not yisachar. You're kvei itim, and you support uh, good causes and taradika causes as much as possible. It's important to know what you're doing. It's important what you're doing, not just to get you know a pat on the back, you know, from the places that you support, and then feeling like maybe they're just you know you know trying to to butter me up. To understand in pinim is what you're doing. There's another major job that Zvulun has. So Zvulun has to give the puzzle pieces to, to, to Yisachar. But another thing is as follows. At the same time as he's giving the, the, the proper puzzle pieces and the proper sparks, even though they're not rectified yet, what Zvulun also has to do is actually to begin the process of rectifying. To begin the process of, 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 of clarifying, of, of separating good and evil from those moments. I'll give you an example. In the Kisra, we find the following idea. The Rizal says that ultimately Yisachar is the one to eradicate the Ra, right? In other words, and that reflects itself when Yisachar answers the Kasha, right? So Yisachar, Yisachar is presented with, uh, with a sugya, right? And that was thanks to Zvulun. Zvulun says to Yisachar, my brother, here you go. It's a Taisin Yavamis. Figure it out. And Yisachar, fine. Zvulun, I trust you. This is where I'm supposed to be holding right now. This is the, this is the moment. Fine. And that kasha means that even that moment that's been presented, that spark that's been presented to Yisachar, there's a lot, of, a lot of chaos there. It's not at the bottom of the barrel, but there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of ra. There's a lot of, there's a lot of chayshech. A lot of chayshech in this piece of the Jewish people that just presented itself in the form of a Taisis and Yivamis. And the job of Yisachar is to get rid of the ra and to clarify Nishmas Yisrael and to make that part of the Jewish soul as it's reflective in this piece of Tysus and Yuvamis, shine with divine light, to get rid of the Ra. And, that's, and that happens when he answers the Kasha. When he answers the Kasha. But the beginning of eradicating that Ra, or to say it better, to weaken the Chayshech, and to weaken the Ra that, that is stuck in that piece of Nishmas Yisrael, to even allow Yisachar to finish the job, that's what one also has to do. And this is, 
this is the Talmud Torah's one as well. Now, let me explain. The Rizal said like this. The Rizal taught, very bekitzer, and I, and I hope this makes even a little sense. There, it does, but it's just this chasarn in me, if not. But the Rizal says like this. The Rizal says that uh, there's a certain level of, of divine light that a person needs to, that, that needs to be, that needs to be, that needs to shine on, on Ra in order for it to be weakened enough for then Yisachar to come and, 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 and kill it, right? So you have this uh, monster, right? And so the knight in the shining armor has to slay the dragon. But even before he slays the dragon, the dragon has to be weakened by the, by, by the Rebunish, I'm, I'm losing the Mashal and Nimshal over here. The, the, the Rebunish has to, has to show uh, uh, an extreme level of light to weaken the Sitra Achra, to then allow Yisachar to finish. This level of light that's described by Darizal, that it, Darizal uses language that this, when this level of, of Elokus shines itself, it's Masame Ene Hasame, it blinds the eyes of the Sitra Achra. Yochazal says such a thing that a Summa is Chash of Kimes, right? That a person that's blind, Olenu, it's as if he's dead. In other words, he's alive, right? He's alive, but on some level he's already not alive. So the Sitra Achar also, the Bnei Yisachar, the Torah comes and they have to, the Tamidicham come and they have to completely destroy the Sitra Achar. But they only can destroy the Sitra Achar after it's been blinded. And the blinding of the Sitra Achar comes due to the fact that the Rabbani Shalom shows a light, <coughs> reveals a light, and this light is called an Armakif. It's such an intense light that it surrounds all things, it all encompasses all things. It, it's a very, very intense light. There's two madrigas of divine, of divine energy. There's a level of energy, of divine light of the Rabbanishlam, which is called an arpanim, an inner light. It's a light that uh, it's workable. You can wrap your head around it. It fits in certain, it fits in your vessel, so to speak. Then you have an armakif, mamasha. Armakif is a much, much more intense light. Much more intense light. Much higher light. A light that you can't even grasp so much. It's so beyond you. That's the type of light that needs to be, that needs to, that needs to, 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 to be, uh, to be revealed to blind the eyes of the Sitra Achra, like Lamashal, like a huge light comes and the eyes are blind. And now that the eyes have been blinded, it says Chashiv Kemes already, now Yisachar can go finish the job. Zvulun has to come and to blind the eyes of the Sitra Achra. So that moment in time, that piece of Nishmas Yisrael that Yisachar, that Zvulun presents to Yisachar, not only does he have to make sure that it's the right moment and not a moment that's too, uh, that's too uh, submerged in Chayshech, so it's workable. But more than that, he also has to blind the eyes of the Sitrachar, to weaken the Sitrachar, even as he, preve- as he presents it to Yisachar. In the Kisri we find that this Inyan, of this Armakif, of this Armakif, that blinds the eyes of the Sitrachar, again, I'm not going to be able to go to Arichas, but just Rashi Prakim, is connected to the Mitzvah Tzitzis, Talis and Tzitzis. And Befrat, Befrat, the the in of the tchelas on the tzitzis, the word tzitzis comes from the word latzutz means to, to, to see. The pasuk says, "Why do you wear tzitzis?" It was to see them. Are you able to? Whenever the, the when if the, if the sitra achra has good eyes, it means we don't have good eyes. If we have good eyes, it means the sitra achra's eyes have been blinded. There's an inning of tzitzis which is to blind the eyes of the sitra achra to weaken its hold. Like the famous Gemara that I, I think I mentioned on Shabbos, where at some point the Gemara says, famous Maya said that there was a Yid, he was nichshal in many Averis, and, and he is, he's about to do an Aver with this woman, and he's taking his clothes off, and as he's taking his tzitzis off, the tzitzis smack him in the face. Right? And he, uh, 
he, he holds himself. <laughs> what did happen? Huh? I know it's a different mice someone else. I can't remember. What are the, so the Gemara, so what's the Indian over there? So it's the same thing. Until, the, he had the Kayach to overcome the Yetzirah, but the Yetzirah had to be blinded first. You understand? It had to be blinded first. It had to be, it had to be jolted out of its hold on the person. And that's the Kayach of Tzitzis. And this comes from the Armakif, the surrounding light that glows, that, sh- that shows itself, that reveals itself, and just shocks the Sitra out of its hold for a second. And now Yisachar can go finish the job with being Mephalpal and, and destroying this, the Sitra completely. The Indian of being Kaveya Itam Latayra. Kaveya Sitam is interesting. Kaveya Sitam means set, unchanging, unwavering. That's an Armakif quality. It's an Armakif quality. See, the nature of Armakif is that it's so intense, it's so, it's so powerful that it can't be changed, it can't be controlled, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming in its potency, and its power. The nature of an Arpnimi is that it fits in Kalim. If it fits, if, it, if it's something that it fits in Kalim, because it's small enough, okay, then, then the, it, it, it's like, it's like Lamashal, uh, a certain amount of, of energy, a certain amount of electric volt, so okay, so if I, it's, it's workable, it's a workable amount of, of, of electronic, uh, of electric energy. So then if it goes into a light, into a, into a, a, a flashlight, it becomes a flashlight. If it goes into a washing machine, it becomes a washing machine. It's manipulable. But then you have an intense level of energy. It's not, it's not it, you know, it, it, can't, it can't be contained in any vessel. And because of that, it just, it just is. You can't even touch it. It stays as is. It can't be converted into anything particular. It just is. Tyra is divine energy, divine light. Tyra that studied the Kvias Itim, set, unchanging, un, unchanging, untouchable, that's reflective of divine light as an Armakif. So this is exactly what Zvulun does. Zvulun has two, two parts of this, of, of this divine process. Yusachar is the one to actually vanquish the evil and rectify that piece of Nishmas Yisrael. But, but Zvulun has to do two things. He has to make sure the Yisachar gets the right piece at the right time. And even when it's the right piece at the right time, the eyes have to, have to be blinded. And this is the two parts of the Tamatar of Zvulun. Number one, he has to support financially Yisachar, which means presenting the proper puzzle piece at the right time, that's the money. And number two, he also has to be Kavei Itamatar. He has to have a connection to this level of divine light of the Rabbanu Shalom, it's an armakif, a surrounding light, so intense that it can't be contained in packages to be changed and to be altered that sometimes it's 9.05, sometimes it's 11 o'clock. It's, it's so kavua, it's beyond my control. It's beyond my ability to manipulate. It's so intense. And that level of intense light of Tyra that Zvulun is actually the one in con- that's, that's, that's tapping into blinds the eyes of the Samach Mem of that particular piece of Nishmas Yisrael, and now Yisachar can finish the job. In other words, what comes out of this is that the reason why Zvulun is first, remember that was one of the questions, why is Zvulun first? I understand he supports Yisachar, but why are you first? Why are you more chashar than Yisachar? The answer is because in the divine process of clarifying, of sifting, of fixing Nishmas Yisrael, Zvulun is step one. Zvulun is step one. Step one in terms of presenting the proper piece at the right time and actually beginning the process of destroying the Ra by blinding the light, by blinding through the light of his Kaviyasitim. And then Yisachar finishes. So I understand there's an Indian of, of finishing. Uh, in the midst of Nigma is Nikras Hashem Gaimra. But Zvulun certainly has the Cheshivas in terms of beginning it. But this is all, th- this Indian of Zvulun coming first is all because of the process of our Avaida of fixing things. 
that's something that the whole process of fixing is our mistake because of the Yisadah's Tevorah. From the Rabbanu side of things, the whole thing of fixing is a B'diavid. Why should things have to be fixed? The Rabbanu Shalom brings Yisachar into the world first. From the Rabbanu Shalom side of things, which means the way things ideally are supposed to be, there shouldn't be this issue of fixing the law. But because no, now that there is in your fixing, and from our perspective, that's our main job. So as far as our job, Yisulun is first. That's why Yisachar is born first, but the brachas that Maisha gives, Maisha gives Zvulun first. This second aspect of Zvulun, of blinding the eyes of the Samach Mem, that's the need of the Chilazin. Like I mentioned, the need of the Chilazin is the need of, of seeing, of tzitzis, of, of being able to see. And going back to the measure, right? The measure said that Zvulun has the big schos, that what? That's Mamsh two more minutes. That Zvulun is what Zvulun brings. Zvulun brings the Geirim and he inspires them. And that, that guy that from a thousand other guys that became Mamish inspired that moment to convert, that's the Nitzitz, that's the spark of Nishmas Yisrael that Zvulun presents to Yisachar to, to be Magai, right? The Bezdin is like the Bnei Yisachar, the, the Bezdin actually converts him. But who brought the Ger there? That was Zvulun. But at the same time, says the Pasuk, Zvulun to and at the same time, you should know what Milo Yisachar is, that all of Klai Yisrael need, need, I'm sorry, the Milo Zvulun is, that all of Klai Yisrael need him for the Chilazim. What Chilazim? What Shaykh? What are you talking? We're talking about Geirim over this, and now you're bringing a Chilazim. That's what a Chilazim is. The Chilazim means that, the, that even before the Bezdin says, you know, you're a Yid, and we paskin as Yisachar Yidin, that you're a Yid, Zvulun has already weakened the Achiz of the Samach Mem over this person through the power of his Kaviyasitim, through the power of him being Kaviyasitim, the power of the Chilazim. And this is exactly the Indian of, of, of the Chilazin, of, of, of Tcheles. No, it's an Arichas Tavarim, but the whole Indian of, um, of Tcheles is the Chazal say that you look at the Tcheles, it looks blue, and then your imagination is triggered, right? So blue means the ocean, the ocean means the sky, the sky means the Kisya Kavim. It's an interesting <laughs> thing. The, the rectified part of who you are is usually your Seichel, right? If a person went with life, like logically, we would most of the time make the, make the right moves. And then there's a part of you that's complete disarray, and that's your imagination. <laughs> when you go to sleep and the seichel's gone, now what's dominant? The chaos part of you, that's the imagination, and who knows what goes on over there. But then you have the middle. Then you have the tcheles, which is, which is what? Which is engaging the imagination. But it, the hold of the samach mem over your imagination has been weakened enough that you can actually use the imagination for something productive. And that's exactly what Zvulun does. That's the holiness of Zvulun. It's taking something that's, that's in the, that was until now in the arena, in the, in the, in the, under the auspices of chaos, and now giving it, putting it in the, giving an opportunity to find Tikkun. The chaos of who we are is, is our imaginative quality. Our imagination is completely under the jurisdiction of, of who knows what, Right? But what Tchelis is, is that I could give you a little, a little bit of your imagination is workable. And that's what Tchelis is. You look at Tchelis, your imagination is triggered. But now it's already being guided by Seichel, it's workable, it corresponds to that middle madrig of money. That's, that's Takawar, this is why the Chazal say that Tchelis was expensive. What Sashkachar Prat said, that Tchelis was expensive. It was Dover Yakar. And that's the simple Pshan the Medrash when it, when it says that Hashem says to Zvulun, don't worry, you're going to have something that all of Kalei Yisrael needs. Who cares? The answer is it's expensive and you'll be able to make money from it. So you see, Tcheles is connected with money also. It's all one big sugya. It's all one big sugya. And this is ultimately the Avaida, um, the Avaida the Zvulans, uh, to, bring, to bring out one aspect of Allah Halamaisa, to make it a little bit, not, make it a little bit practical. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. What is this Indian? So it's fine. So Zvulans Avaida is these twofold. He has, he has, he's Kveitim, he's Kveitim, 
and that blinds the, the eyes of the Samach Mem, and then he supports financially as much as he can Tyra, and that's presenting that, that piece that's been that 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 that, e- that the chayshech of that particular piece of Kali Yisrael has been weakened through the blinding of his kvesi. Now he presents it to Yisachar, and Yisachar can finish what what Zvulun started. <clears throat> the the I'll just end with this: the Meishulech in Parshas Tetzave and Chelik Beis Kedai to see the 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 writes the following thing. He says that you know all this is revolving around Zvulun being being sailors on the ocean, right? It's like a funny thing. The point is they're businessmen. Okay, fine. So. You could you could uh, work from home. I don't know. It had to be like a sailors, and you know, going to the ocean. So the Israelites just said, "Is listen, you know, when the person's on dry land, it means that you feel settled. Okay, you feel like your feet are underneath you. You're good to go. The ocean, uh, you're not benaicha in the language of the Israelites. You're not the Yishuv You don't have Yishuv Adas. The Chiddush of Zvulin is, and this is ultimately what their entire avoid is really revolving around, which is that even in a state of of oceanness, things that should be throwing them off kilter. The Kaychas Vulin, and this is something that Zvulun has over Yisachar. The Kaychas Vulin is that in that, in that bilbul, in that place where who knows what's going to be tomorrow, my Parnasa, all that stuff, Zvulun was given the Kaych to have Yishavadas, or at least enough Amun, enough Yishavadas, that he could handle being on the ocean. He could handle being on the ocean. And that ultimately is also part of his avoid of blinding the eyes of the Samach Mem. Just like, the, the, you know, when, when, when those lights go on to the Sitrach and it's just like, whoa, you know, it's blinded by that and he's like thrown off. That's exactly, Zvulun does that by not, being blind, by not being thrown off. You understand? When things happen in a Zvulun's life, we're like, you know, that was a curveball. That was from left field. I did not expect my partner to, to say that to me. I did not expect this curveball in business. Zvulun, ha, Zvulun, the Indian of Zvulun is to have eyes and never to be blinded by that shocking news. And by him holding on and not being uh, thrown off by that shocking news, then the Sanachmem is shocked by that and he is thrown off. And he's blinded by that, by that, by that light that, that Zvulun brings. So that's the Ikar Vaidah. No, Allah Lamais of all of this is that every single Jew should know that they're doing big things. Whether you're Sakhar Dikiyid or Zvulun Dikiyid, you're being Isaac in Tikuni Ailam and big, big in Yanam. We shouldn't, uh, we should never uh, downplay that. Say it again? The story with the, the story with? The transaction, the transaction with the Didoyim. Oh, the Didoyim, oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. It's late. You sure you want to hear? You sure you want to hear? No, you want to hear? Fine. The Dudaim is also with Ruvain, right? In other words, the story of the Dudaim, it says in Pasuk, Dudaim Nasnu Reach. Reach is like the Ketairis. The Indian of Ruvain, the trend, buying and selling Yaakov Avinu, so, and so, so to speak, through the Dudaim, with Dafka Ruvain, which is Lashon of Re'iya, that's all, that's all setting up the, the, the unique relationship and the unique contribution that Zulun has to Yisachar. So what Zvulun does, again, to Yisachar is two things. He presents the moments that are, that are ready to be rectified, which I said from the Rizal, Zinyat of Ketairas. So Dudayim, which is also has a fragrance, Dudayim Nisnureyach, the Pasuk is in Shirashirim, is like the Ketairas. In other words, Dudayim represent, represent that aspect of Zvulun, which is presenting Yisachar with the moments that need to be worked on, that need to be presented, that need to be worked on. And at the same time, Zvulun also does the second side of things, which is to blind the eyes of the Samach Mem, and then, by, and then when the Samach Mem loses, you know, like Yaakov and Esav, whatever, whatever, is, whatever the Samach Mem loses, 
Kval Yisrael gain, which is Tcheles, right? The meaning of seeing, of having vision, of always being able to be, uh, you know, not to be thrown off by these things. And that's exactly why Ruvain is the one Ruven is Lashon of Re'iyah. So Ruven, buying and the Indian of the Dain, which is the Reich of the Ktairis, and Ruven, which is the Kaych of Re'iyah, that that's exactly what Zvulun is about. That's exactly, in a nutshell, the whole contribution that Zvulun brings to Yisachar. So Adarabha, the Rabbani Shalom, is foreshadowing, even before the birth of Yisachar, he's foreshadowing that, by the way, what Yisachar is going to do is going to be dependent on these two Avaidas, of presenting the, 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 the right moment at the right time, and also after the Kayach of Ru'i is taken from the other side and given to the side of Kedusha, that's Ruven with the Dudayim, and now you can have Yisachar in the world. Okay, so Rabbi Shushan Alpha, you should to finish all the Tikkunim, be mild in the Kedusha, and I'll be able just to uh, do what we have to do in Eretz Yisrael. Yeah,